Welcome to Bosses with Baggage. I'm Sherry Sutton, your host and business growth guide. Around here, we believe that failures are our superpowers. So in this podcast, we'll explore the many ways that setbacks can mold, shape, and change your life and your business and ensure that you come out of the fire better than before. Through interviews with business leaders and discussions of my own personal struggles, we'll unlock the secrets to turning setbacks and low moments into opportunities to thrive. From approaching your business with a servant's heart to getting comfortable with being the face of your brand, each episode will be a safe, judgment-free zone to reframe the concept of failure with honesty, empathy, grace, and a whole lot of laughter. So are you ready? Let's go. Namaste, my friends. My name is Sherry Sutton. I am your marketing mentor, and welcome to today's edition of Bosses with Baggage, the podcast where business leaders share their dark nights of the soul, how it changed their lives, how it led them to a life and a business of service, and change the whole way that they show up, both in their branding and in their lives. I'm so excited today. We're here with Alexandria Marie. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, that was such... I was just I was just fangirling you through that intro. I was like, I am here for this energy. I think the title is so good. So good. So I'm really excited for this conversation. Oh, thank you. You know, it was a divine download, right? It was, I mean, this whole thing was one of those, like, you need to start helping people share their stories. And I was like, I don't really get it. But then I'm like, I'm a personal branding coach. So I'm like, you know, it started to make sense, but only after I started taking the action and doing it, right? And sometimes yeah. we don't know why we're doing things, but we we know that it's a divine download and we just go. And Bosses with Baggage was, here's the name that's that you're going to use, so go for it, right? It I love is, it's perfect. I got plenty of baggage for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> we can spill it all. We can spill it all. <laughs> okay, so tell me where you're visiting us from. So I'm obviously English, but I'm living in Austin. So I'm living in Austin, Texas at the moment. Ah, you're just three hours from me. I'm up in Dallas. Uh, oh, Dallas is so, do you know, Dallas really blew me away. We had to take, I've got a four month old son and we had to get his passport in Dallas. And I was like, ah, trip to Dallas, blah, blah, blah. Got there and I was like, Dallas is a vibe. Like yeah. Dallas is cool. I was really into Dallas. Yeah, I love Austin. I lived there for a long time. But we'll have that on a separate part of our <laughs> podcast. Maybe in like the blooper reel at the end, you can talk, we can talk about Austin and Dish. Okay. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about you. Um, just a little kind of brief intro of sort of where you are now. But then what we really want to do is talk more about kind of, you know, where you were, what happened, and then what it's like now. But give us a quick little intro first. Cool. So I'm Alexandria Alex Wayshorter. I am a manifestation queen and I'm all things high level business as well. So high ticket sales, um, really supporting leaders to amplify their impact, amplify their voices, really go out there into the world and do what they were meant to do, go and change lives. So I really like to be the person who supports people to do that. And yeah, I'll leave it at there for now because then we'll okay, get into the whole story of it. <laughs> okay, perfect. Okay, so tell us 
what was it like? Obviously, if you're on Bosses with Baggage, there was some baggage that happened, right? There was some dark night of the soul. And I've read a little bit about your story, but I want to hear it from you. So go ahead. Cool. So this, I was like the classic overachiever, perfectionist. I have so much Capricorn in my chart as well. So it was divinely written in the stars that I was going to be a psycho when it comes to perfection. And I did all the things you were meant to do that you were told to do. I ticked all the boxes. So I went to university. I think they call it college over here, but I got my undergrad. I got my master's degree. I got a graduate job in in finance. And I kind of thought I've ticked all the boxes. This should be me sorted for life. And about two years into this grand life plan, I had a huge breakdown. So I'd actually gone to go see my parents. I was living in UK at the time. I was working in London, living in London. And I'd gone to go see my parents. They live up north. Got the train back to London on the Sunday and I started to cry and I could not stop. It was like a dam had burst. I just could not get myself together. So I'm literally sat on this train crying my eyes out. And I'm like, you know, babe, we're hitting a low, but it's the Sunday scaries. We're going to get to Monday. We're going to pull your shit together. We're going to get into work. Everything's going to be okay. Monday comes. I do not get it together. I cannot for the life of me get up, get dressed and go to the office. Just can't do it. So I'm like, it's okay. Monday's a write-off, but we're going to try again on Tuesday. This is this is going to pass. This is going to pass. It gets Tuesday. I cannot, again, for the life of me, get up, get dressed and go into the office. And so like what's happening inside of you? Are you, mm. are you just like, do you even understand sort of what's happening or are you just paralyzed and you don't no. know why? I, I have no idea what's happening. I am just, the, the only way that I can describe it is like the deepest grief that I am feeling. It is like, gut-wrenching, heartbreaking, just pulls you apart grief that is just pulsing through my body. And I just cannot stop crying. And I just feel so, so broken. And also, what the hell is going on right now? What has happened? Like, I am the person who can always get it together. I am the person who shows up. I am the person who pulls through. Like, we get it done. And I can't get it done. And I I literally have no idea what's happening. And because I'm so confused, I'm like, what? Like, no one tells you who to call in this situation, by the way. Right. They're not like, don't worry, we got a number for this. Like, just call these guys. They'll, they'll know what to do. So I go to the doctor because, I, and it was hilarious. Like, I, I literally had to call the doctor's surgery and I'm like, hey, I need an appointment. I've started crying and I can't stop. I don't have anything else to tell you. I've got nothing else to go on, but I've started crying. I can't stop. I have not made it into work. Like, help. So like, right, okay, we can see you today. Get yourself in. That feels doable. I'm like, I can get myself to the doctor's surgery. I go to the doctor's and I sit in the room and I say, I started crying on Sunday. It's now Tuesday. I can't stop crying. I can't get myself into work. Like, what the hell do I do right now? Like, what is going on? And they say, we think you're severely stressed and we're going to sign you off work. And I was mortified because when you are signed off work in the UK, you cannot legally do anything. Like you're not allowed to touch your emails. You're not allowed to, like, you have to go full cold turkey. You're not allowed to work at all. 
And I'm like, everyone's going to know that I just lost it. I, I, I've, I've lost it. And everyone's now going to know I lost it too. I'm like, could this get any worse? Could, could, could this get any, could this situation get any worse? And especially so, if you've spent all this time, like building up both in your own mind and in other people's mind, this persona of being like, I'm the responsible one. I'm the one with the master's degree. Yeah. I'm the one who went to college. I'm, I'm all, I'm buttoned up all the time. Like I'm the yeah. go-to girl. Right. And so to have that, right. Like where you can't show up. It's terrifying. Totally. I was like the responsible one. I passed my exams in the industry faster than any of the grads on the scheme. Like I was crushing it. And so to to go from that to this just felt such a such a fall from grace, so to speak. Like that's how I felt at the time. It really it it felt terrifying. So I go home and I literally lie there in my room and I'm like, what the hell do I do with my life? Like, what is going on? And I really had this experience of there was nowhere to go. There was nothing to do. And there wasn't particularly anyone to talk to because all my friends are at work doing their normal lives, not having breakdowns. You know, it's not like people are around to hang out and have lunch. Like everyone's in the office getting on with their lives. I don't live close to my family. So I'm literally just in this flat, lying in this room going, what the hell am I doing in my life? What on earth is going on here? And in all honesty, I spent the first week just doing that, literally lying there, mortified, crying, just like, what is going on right now? And it wasn't until the second week that I could start to really kind of pick up some pieces. And I had this realization, I have built a life that looks perfect on the outside and I am miserable. If I, I, I will not make it if I have to spend the next 40 years of my life living and working like this. So I need to start to curate a life that feels as good on the inside as it looks on the outside. Like I have to curate this life that feels as good inside as it is outside, because right now I'm not happy. This isn't working for me. And from that place, I literally burned pretty much everything to the ground and just start to rebuild again. And like what courage that takes. Like I admire you so much because God, when I got to that place, I just drank myself into oblivion until I lost everything, not by my choosing. And, you know, then I had to dig myself out because I dug myself pretty huh. deep. And so just that awareness of like, I'm going to curate my life and I'm going to take charge. And I'm, you know, it's, it's like all those things we learned in school, but put towards what we want and not towards what we're told that we're supposed to want. Right. It's but you know, I see a path where I would have done that as well. And you know, I was drinking a lot. It was I got away with it in my job because it was part of my job to be social, but I was drinking a hell of a lot. And I think a lot of that was I used to joke that there was a cycle I was on. So Monday would come around and I'd be like, hang on a minute, I don't particularly like my job. I feel like I should be doing more of my life. I'll get around to that some point this week. By Tuesday, Wednesday, I'd be drinking, going out hung over for the next day. And then I'd be in that cycle for the rest of the week. And it wasn't until Monday, I'd be like, oh my God, I forgot. I don't, I don't enjoy this job. Like I need to do something about it. But I, that was definitely part of it as well. You know, all these behaviors that are so obvious to look back and say, well, I was hiding, I was running, I, I wasn't facing up to things at the time. It's just, we're clever in a way. It's our co way of coping. But I really don't think I had courage at the time. I think I think what happened was the only thing that was scarier than the unknown 
was continuing living the way that I was living. And because of that, I didn't have a choice. It was, you know, I'd struggled with mental health before. I'd struggled with depression. I'd struggled with an overdose before. I'd had severe anxiety. I was like, I know where this goes. If I continue this way, I know where this goes. That can't be an option. So I got to do something about this. That's incredible. So what did you do? So what did I do? Well, I radically, this is so funny. You're probably going to think there's something big and dramatic, but the first thing I actually did was I cleaned out my entire house. (laughs) Okay. So I had this realization that I needed to start on the most foundational level, curating this life that was in alignment. And I looked around in the space around me and I thought, there's so many things that annoy me or that I don't like, or I don't, don't really light me up, don't feel aligned to who I want to be and who I am. They need to go. I need to create space. And it was just this innate drive to create that spaciousness. So I actually went through every part of my house, every part of my wardrobe, every part of everything, and I cleaned out. And it was so funny because it was so intuitive at the time, but now diving deep into manifestation, diving deep into energetics, I know what I was doing. I was creating space. Whenever we want to bring something into our life, we need the space to receive it. And there wasn't any space to receive. I'd filled my life to the seams being busy and doing the things and having the things that, that weren't right. So I needed to create that space. So I created that space. And then I started to follow the breadcrumbs. I was like, what do I like? What do I enjoy? Where do we go from here? And really just started to to follow those little whispers, those little things. So one of the things I did was I started going to a lot of events. I was like, I'm going to go to loads of events. I'm going to meet new people. I'm going to expose myself to different conversations. I feel like podcasting wasn't really that hot then. I probably would have dipped into podcasts otherwise as well. But I just wanted to expose myself to new conversations and new opportunities and possibilities. And it was when I was in the audience for one of these conversations, they were talking about, it was a health food business um, they were talking about. And I thought, you know what? I love health food. Like I would spend my lunch times, my lunch breaks from my corporate job in, it was called Planet Organic. It's based like Whole Foods. And I would spend most of my money and most of my lunch break there, just like loving all the bougie, healthy, different offerings. And I was like, do you know what? I'm going to start a health food company. And it literally dropped in like this. I was like, they've made nut butter cool. I'm going to make jam cool again, or jelly as they call it over here. It's going to be chia jam. I'm going to call it cham. And I'm just going to go, I'd never made it in my life. I'd never made it in my life, to be clear. So I'm like, I'm just going to follow this hit. And I followed that hit. I started making it in my kitchen. We got picked up by an English food blogger who was really big at the time called Deliciously Ella. And then we got stocked in store after store. So we were in Whole Foods, we were in Ocado, Selfridges, Horn and Barrett, all these big stores in the UK. And it just kind of took off. That's crazy. And, and you know, we were talking about that earlier about like, you know, divine downloads, right? I never really thought about starting a podcast or, you know, I think these things happen sometimes where we think like, okay, you know, I had this dark night of the soul and now I'm going to like pick myself up and I'm going to, you know, really like work out exactly what I should be doing. And sometimes it's that, but sometimes it's also just the universe says, you're going to make jam. And you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm going for it. Right. Like I feel it. Cause when you, when you open up enough space and you're aligned enough, you feel when that's 
what you're supposed to be doing, right? Even if you don't understand it. A hundred percent. And you know, that wasn't the end of the journey for me. I'm obviously here speaking to you in a very different position right now in a different area of my career, but I needed that. To me, it really felt like the bridge. I needed the bridge between this corporate career, this identity I'd created and stepping into the truth of who I am and what I wanted to create and what I wanted to do in the world. And this was the bridge that the universe granted me. They were like, here's your bridge, walk across the bridge. By the time you get to the other side, you're going to be a hell of a lot clearer and we're, we're going to put you on the right path. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. So we, so you made jam. I'm like, we made jam because I'm so excited. <laughs> we made jam. We made all the jam. We made jam. And then what happened? So, cause you're, I know now that's not, maybe that's still what you're doing, but I don't think so. No. no. So I go on this journey with the jam. Uh, it is being stocked in all these stores. We've grown really quickly. I literally have people coming up to me like, how have you done this so fast? How have you created this? And I'm already starting to weave in manifestation and all these other elements. And whilst I'm on this journey, the more, um, the more bit, I guess the bigger the business gets, the more corporate it starts to feel. So it becomes a lot more about the operations of the business. We start to realize that in order to grow to the next level, we need to do a fundraise. We need to speak to investors and things like this. We're having people approach us saying like, I want to invest in your company. How do I invest? We actually recorded, not many people know this, we recorded an episode of Dragon's Den, which is basically Shark Tank in the UK. So we're kind of building up to this going bigger than before. And Whilst I'm doing it, all I can hear is this voice saying, no, this isn't right. This isn't right. This isn't right. And as is often the way when we hear that voice, I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, you've done this to me once. We already did the big meltdown. Like, I'm not doing this again. We're on this path. I'm just going to follow this path. But the voice just keeps getting louder and louder and louder and louder. And I actually remember saying to the universe, I was like, look, if I'm not meant to do this, we will go into Shark Tank. Well, Dragon's Den, but the, the equivalent. And we won't get this investment. And what was so interesting, I went in to film that episode. My voice, my throat closed up completely. I literally couldn't get words out. And I was like, this is, this could not be a clearer sign. This needs to stop. So I'd actually been doing my health coaching and life coaching qualifications in the background. And I'd been really feeling the tug to go all in on that area and that was just like the final divine sign. I was like, I've, I'm going to have to listen. This isn't for me. This isn't right. I know that I want to help people in a different kind of way. And, and this is the path I'm going to go on. So that's how I started doing the manifestation coaching. I never actually intended to business coach. I got asked to business coach because people knew I'd had that business previously. So again, it was just all these breadcrumbs coming together and creating this vision, which I'm now living for my life. So what happened with the jam? The jam, I closed down the jam company. Okay. So yeah, there was a, there was definitely a messy middle and I want to be, I'm, I'm totally an open book with these things and really honest about these things. There was a lot of grief for me in letting go of that. I'd, I'd really given it my blood, sweat and tears and the thought of closing it and letting it go. I kind of dragged it on a little bit too long when it should have, I should have just been a little bit quicker with it. We probably could have sold it. But I just, I, I was like the the ex that can't quite let go, <laughs> struggling, struggling to let it go whilst not nurturing the relationship, shall we say. So 
the jam the jam company closed i closed that down i wrapped that up our instagram is still there there's some recipes on there i can't bear to see you go um but i just went all in on the on the coaching and how long ago was that so that was just before the pandemic started it was probably about four months before the world then shut down (laughs) yeah Yeah. I started around the same time. Well, no, I was a little bit after that, but yeah, it seems, you know, there was interesting. I think the, the pandemic, even before it really, you know, we really understood what was happening. Right. I think something started to shift in the world because so many entrepreneurs started even in that six months before and the six months after, which was, you know, more of my story. And it just, there was something that opened up, like some sort of space that opened up because as the world closed down, I think a lot of us found, you know, you were saying earlier, we can't manifest anything if we don't create the space. And COVID really Mm -hmm. forced us to create the space where we could say, gosh, is this what I really want to be doing with my life, right? And I think it led to this boon of of uh, entrepreneurship, right? A hundred percent. And I feel like this is only a joke that would, would roll with a bosses with baggage podcast. But um, I feel like, I said this a lot at the time, I felt like the pandemic was the nervous breakdown that I had for everyone else. Because that nervous breakdown, I had to sit in a room and like face myself, face my life, face my thoughts without external distractions. And I think that's what happened in the pandemic. I think a lot of people found themselves locked in their houses without the usual distractions, without the usual things that they lent on, their usual crutches. And they're just locked in the house, faced with their own thoughts, faced with their own life. And they're like, hang on a minute. Like, do I even like the way that I'm living? Like, just that space to even question it, I think led to a lot of realizations for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you, you know, one of the things I I really want to talk about in this podcast is how as business leaders, we show up in our business and in our branding and, and for our clients in a way that we wouldn't have been able to, if we hadn't had our dark night of the soul. Right. So like for me, my exploration of really my authenticity and like is, you know, very kind of similar story, right? Do I, I'm in the corporate world, I'm wearing the suits every day. It's nagging at me that I don't want to do it, but I don't really know what that means, right? So I have an opportunity to go start my own business. For me, it was photography, not jam. But going through that. that process of like finding myself at the front of my brand forced me to look at myself and the way I connect with the world in a very different kind of a way, right? I had to really say, who do I really want to be? And I had the opportunity to be whoever I wanted to be, right? Because I didn't have Mm -hmm. any of those other things expected of me because it was my business. So curious, like how has going through this allowed you to show up in a different way um, and find kind of your own authenticity and your own voice? Oh, so many ways. I think the two that I'll, there's two that I'll speak to. The first one is building upon what I said earlier. The things that I think often hold us back are fear of what other people are going to think of us or what other people are going to say about us or whether other people are going to approve of us. And I certainly had a lot of that weighing on me when I was making decisions in my life. And I chose to bear that weight. I really do believe in taking responsibility for our lives. And I think I chose to bear a lot of that weight. But because of that, I wasn't being authentic and true to myself. 
And the realization of I'm going to end up breakdown after breakdown. I mean, I remember there was a time previous already. It was questioned whether I go to a mental health facility. Like I had struggled with my mental health already up until this point on and off. I was like, I can continue living like this. We can continue this pattern or I can start living for myself and from that place give to others and create a completely different reality from it. And that in itself just removed so much fear because it was like, it was like, I just didn't have a choice anymore. The other option was so bleak. I'd already been there before. I knew how it ended. And I was like, I I can't, I can't do that anymore. Like I have to choose a different way. And I think the the second one, am I going to remember the second one? That's the question now. Two dropped in to begin with. Um, but, hmm, is it going to come back to me? There was two that came to me originally. Moving away from fear of what other people think. Do you know what? The second one wasn't meant to be shared, apparently. It wanted to come really? in and now it's dropped back out. So <laughs> we'll stick with one. Once, do you ever get this? I get this. So It's so funny. I I'm a massive believer, like things drop in. So I'll have things drop in and then I'll pick up on one and I'll share one. And then the other one's like, no, nah, actually, we're good. We're just going to leave you now. And I'm like, okay, right. cool. <laughs> we're just going to exhaust you with too many insights if we bring the second one back to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with that line. That's the it. one. That was the line. There's too many. We're just going just gonna to leave it. <laughs> You know, and I found something that you said really interesting, and I feel this way too, and a lot of our guests do, is often this this journey towards authenticity and really like living our most truest self always brings us back to service, right? The people who I find who, are, who, who identify as having gone through a dark night of the soul and are now living, you know, the authentic life that they were meant to also have created businesses or work in businesses that are aligned with service. Mm. Right. And I think it, I think part of it is a universal truth that, you know, when we're most aligned, it becomes, we become part of a community and we become part of, we, we realize that we are not the center of the universe anymore. Mm. Right. It's about other people. And I know mm-hmm. that, you know, what you do now doing the coaching really helps other people in that way. Have you ever looked at it that way? Is like, because it, it, it's this explosion of service, which even in the jam business, like it wasn't necessarily about service where now it all is. Like, what was that shift? Do you know what's interesting? Actually, in the jam business, as much as it doesn't sound like it was, that shift started with service. And I think... Mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't strong enough, which is why as another reason why I had to switch because the whole reason I started it was um, linked to the kind of mental health issues that I'd had. Yeah. I'd noticed that food had a huge impact and that so much of our food was poisoning us in so many ways. You know, it wasn't actually aligned with us feeling our best, most vital selves. So I really wanted to be part of that wave of revolution in the food industry to create healthier options that left us feeling good on the inside whilst we could also enjoy eating them as well. But as it became more corporate, you lose that connection to that. And it didn't feel that. Whereas, yeah, definitely for sure in this business, it feels like an outpouring of, 
yes, I get to live in alignment with my vision for my life doing this, but I also get to touch so many other lives. And then that has an impact on the people in their lives and, you know, such an incredible ripple effect. And I think it's exactly what you said, you know, we are all interconnected at the end of the day. And I think it's easy in the modern world to lose sense of that, to lose connection to that. But as soon as we start to tap into that, we realize like doing things just for ourselves gets so boring. It's so surface level. It it, it lacks the depth that I think as humans, we really deeply desire on a core level. So I think tapping back into that, people are starting to come back. It's almost like we've done a full circle and we're realizing like, yeah, like we need to connect. We need to give to others. We need to pour into others. Just being, you know, an island isn't working for us. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. So if you were to speak to someone who's going through their own dark night of the soul right now, uh, what guidance would you give? I would actually give some guidance, which was given to me in a bathroom once by another woman, as some of the best advice of the world is. And I was very drunk and I was crying. I was 20 years old. My boyfriend had just broken up with me. I thought we were going to spend our lives together. We weren't. And I'm crying in the bathroom. And she says to me, you just need to get through. You just need to get through time right now, minute by minute. Just get through the next minute. You can get through the next minute, then you can get through the next minute. And then she went, in a week or two from now, a month or two from now, start doing it by hour. Get through the day hour by hour. And she went, before you know it, you'll be getting through it day by day and then week by week. And then suddenly you'll just be living again and you'll be enjoying it and it's going to feel good again. And I think the same applies to a breakup as it does to having this dark night of the soul. Like, stop trying to get to be. Stop trying to get to the end of the transformation. Stop trying to get to wherever you think you need to get to. Just go second by second. And then when you can do that, go minute by minute. And when you go minute by minute, start to go hour by hour. And then when you go hour by hour, go day by day. And then week by week and just just go slow. Like allow yourself to move through that process because you are going to get to the other side. That is going to be a B point. This is going to be your comeback story one day. But right now you just need to let yourself feel whatever you need to feel. You need to listen to whatever you need to listen to. And you need to just allow that process to unfold without trying to rush it, without trying to force it, whilst knowing it's not going to last forever. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. I have loved having you here and hearing your story. And if anyone wants to get in touch with you, how can they find you? I hang out on Instagram way more than I should do. I'm not even going to lie. I'm over at I am Alexandra Maria. Um, I'm on the Soul Yes podcast as well. So they're the best places to come find me. Excellent. Thank you so much. We loved having you. Mwah. Thank you so much. I loved getting to chat to you. You are incredible. So thank you. Thank you. Okay. I'm going to stop the recording, but please don't leave. Thank you for listening to Bosses with Baggage. We are honored that you chose to spend your precious time with us. I hope that you are feeling inspired to reframe your setbacks into your superpowers so that you can change not only your life, but the life of everyone around you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, and I sure hope you did... 
please subscribe, rate, and share on your favorite podcast listener. And if you have any ideas for a future guest or you need some help growing your business, I'd love to connect with you. You can find me directly on my website, which is SherrySutton.com, S-H-E-R-R-Y-S-U-T-T-O-N.com. We'll see you next time.